0: We talked about meeting Wayne at the club in our last episode and even got to hear the sounds from our play session. So this week we got him into the sex apartment to share some advice on how to be a successful single guy in the lifestyle.
1: And we're back at the sex apartment. Today, we are welcoming Wayne. If you remember from the last episode, he was the single male that Nessa gave her Cockfest ticket to. Yes. Welcome.
0: Welcome, welcome.
1: Hello, hello. We speak very highly of you as a single male in the episode that actually took place back in January 2021. Yes. Things have changed since then, but we'll talk about that later. For now, (laughs) let's dig into how you discovered the lifestyle. Wow. I was
2: 19 and the woman I was dating at the time was 28. She basically was like, hey, I'm about to take you to a party, get dressed, and we're going to go have a good time. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I basically ended up at a house party. Everyone was very nice at first. I didn't know it was a lot of hugs, (laughs) things like that going on. And a guy walked up to her and they kissed like they were like lip locked. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Now, how long had you been dating this girl? We were dating about six months. I was like freshly out of high school, was going out with older women for a while. Since I was like 16, I always dated an older woman. Due to my cousins, I was in a lot of the clubs that I wasn't supposed to be in. Mm -hmm. But also because of my musical background, I was in a lot of clubs playing drums. So a lot of people thought I was older than what I was. So
1: All right. So you're 19, dating this woman for six months. Yes. Just says, hey, let's go to a
2: party right all right so this guy walks up kisses her right (laughs) and where are we at now i was stunned shocked mad and didn't know what to do all at the same time because this guy was like three times my size (laughs) i was probably maybe a 35 okay so this guy was pushing like 350 so she turned around and she was like hey this is my boyfriend and he was like hey what's up guy and like he Dabbed me up. He was like this is my wife. And like she <laughs> like walked up to me and was like, "Oh my god, you're gorgeous." And like literally tugged me down. And once again, the whole shock. <laughs> yep, part of what is going on here. She was like, "Hold on, hold on. You know, he's new." Doesn't know what's going on. He's, you know, he's young. (laughs) I haven't told him shit. (laughs) Yes, basically, basically. She was like, we need to go outside and talk real quick. So Now she's going to tell you? Right. (laughs) Seems a
0: little late. So
2: she took me in the back. We sat, you know, we were on the porch and she was like, hey, I want to let you know something. You're at a swingers party. I'm 19. I don't know what that is. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm like, swingers, like I don't see no swings. So what are you talking about? (laughs) So she had broke it down like, hey, remember that porn we were watching? And I was like, yeah. She was like, okay. All those people knew each other. They were married or they were boyfriend and girlfriend and this, that, and the other. And I was like, yeah, but they get paid to do that. She was like, no, that was what they did. There was no payment going on. And I was like, what? 'Cause I'm 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 on porn mode. I was like, right. you know, woman woman A comes in, guy B shows up with a pizza and then you know, all that stuff goes down. <laughs> and so she was like, Yeah. And that was my first introduction to amateur porn mm-hmm. as well. So she basically broke it down to me and she was like, I want you to sleep with another woman in front of me. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. Hey, am I being punked? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she was like, no, no, no. I'm like, really? I want to see you sleep with another woman. And she's like, that's why I brought you here. I was nervous. Of course. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. So they started feeding me drinks and trying <laughs> to get me loose. And like all the guys were like talking to me. Like they were like, look, man, you know, it's going, it's going to be okay. She's not going to be mad at you. I mean, they were just like, this is a trap. I know. It. Right. It was, it was like, I was scared. All you fuckers are in on this. All in all, I chickened out. I couldn't do it. We left or whatever. We we talked. And she was just like constantly telling me like, it's going to be okay. First time for everything. The Three or four weeks later, we ended up at another party. And the guy that tongued her down, I ended up sleeping with his wife. Um, felt super guilty about it. That was pretty much it. I left and, and then I went to the military. So I was on my way out the door anyway. Okay. So then once I got into the military and I was traveling so much, I was... Just sexually, I was exploring mm-hmm. like everything. You're in Thailand. Yes, three women at the same time. Screw it. Let's go. You know, it ain't number forty dollars. Let's go. You know. <laughs> you need to to Thailand. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just trying different things. Nothing I knew my limits. So I knew what I wanted to experience and I made sure I tried to live my life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Then rolling on, I ended up getting married. And my um, ex wife, now she wasn't playing that at all.
1: <laughs> so, no, but babe, see what happens is we just go to this club and then you'll fuck somebody. Wasn't no, hearing, no, okay, hearing that at all. But when I was not, be- no, all right. All I, right. but you know what?
2: I, I did not confess that I was even doing anything like that mm-hmm. until I was about to die because of my heart transplant. I mean, that's when I dropped everything. And then she understood why I was the way I was. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was flirtatious But she was like You constantly have to have women around you Even at work You know She used to call them my work wives <laughs> Basically <laughs> Even though I knew I was married I wasn't going to do anything mm-hmm. But it wasn't like it wasn't there Or wasn't presented in my face It was just that I was just a natural person Preferring to be around women Was just a constant thing for me I basically hid my life For 21 years Wow Wow Things didn't go the way we planned and I got a divorce and I moved back here. It was funny. I ran into a friend of mine and they basically was like, you know, have you ever been to and he was like, you need to go there, you know, and I went there and I was like, oh. I remember this. This swinger <laughs> life. So I went there, met some great people, hung out with some great people, and they all kept telling me, you need to go like you don't belong here. This is not your crowd. Being around other single guys, even though I kind of kept to myself and I knew like two or three guys that I would like talk to. I didn't want to catch a rep. Like mm-hmm. I knew how went how they just let anybody in and these guys were just expecting to do things. Now me, I'm I'm not saying that I'm the greatest looking guy in the world, but I know I don't need to go to a a club to enjoy myself. I can go outside and, right. and make it happen. Mm-hmm. But it, it's more of the the home feeling and the camaraderie of all the people I've met. Because we're all from different walks of life. You know, there's no Democrat. There's no Republican. There's no Black. There's no White. There's no, it's just people. Yep, And we're all there to have fun. It's to the point now where I can't even be in a local bar. I feel out of place. Mm-hmm. like it's no weird because like no one talks to nobody yeah. mm-hmm. and then you try to talk to people and they look at you like oh like mm-hmm. why, are you, why are you talking to me, to me? <laughs> yeah and it's like wow and then um of course so i kept saying that so i then contacted the owner of, and she was like i can't just let you in but there's a thing called cock coming up and won't you go to that? And she was like, that's your way of getting into the thing. So I called a few friends of mine and I asked them, hey, how's this cockfest thing work? And they were like, oh, yeah, you just go in there and someone will meet you. And and if they like you, they'll like they were like recommend you or whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. I did not read the whole entire thing when it came to cockfest. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys know, I got there with 15 minutes before they were going to kick everybody out of there. And, like, literally, they were like, you really got t- 10 minutes, not 15. I was like, oh, you, you're, you? is that a challenge? Like You, like, really messed up. Like, I have the personality. I ain't worried about that. I just walked up and I walked up to y'all and introduced myself. Mm-hmm and um you guys were with a crowd of people yep. and it was funny because it was like as always i was immediately accepted cuz i make people laugh <laughs> it's my way in the door if that's the secret yeah we all clicked so it was cool so then i got in i got in i was a happy man and then i was um i was still bouncing back and forth and then finally i had to make a decision of okay which way am i am i gonna go and then i was like i weighed my options better crowd more likable people, and it just felt like I'm not a horn dog. I'm not going to stay in there. I'm not going to pressure nobody. I'm not right. going to walk up on somebody. I kind of like I I knew the rules before the rules were even made. Mm-hmm. That's how I always look at it. I know I got to talk to this husband or their significant other. At the end of the day, I have a mother. I have sisters. I have nieces. I have all that. So I can never be out of pocket when it comes to a woman. I would never want them to one know that I'm that type of person, and two, I would never want that to happen to them. So
1: Um, let's kick it back to your first time walking into a swingers club. Okay. Younger, you explored parties, then off in the service doing what you did there, you finally get invited to an actual
2: swingers club. What was that reaction like walking in that door? So walk in and they give you a tour. The guy says, hey, you know, he introduced himself. He walks me around. He shows me all around. Once again, I'm very social. So even though we were walking through and going on a tour, I was speaking to everybody. Um, (laughs) I am shocked That does
0: not surprise me
2: (laughs) So um, It was I walked through He showed me all around You know the rules And things like that And and it was almost like That's common sense Mm -hmm. But Knowing And watching Because I'm also A very strong people watcher I see What they're talking about I met a couple there My first time Ever getting invited To a room While something was going on Mm -hmm. I think I talked to them For a couple of minutes and then I was just moving around, playing pool, just hanging out. So then, you know, people were going to the back and I was walking past. Her husband was like, hey, you. Well, I will go with you today. <laughs> oh, right. I'll give it to you later. this time because she's hot. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so he was like, my wife wants you. Okay. <laughs> and at first, you know, I'm not a got to run in and jump all over type of dude. Mm-hmm. I really have to have a connection right. with the individual. That was... One of those nights, I was a little tipsy. So it was kind of like, all right, whatever, let's go. You know, <laughs> So I ran up in there. Um, we had a great time. And he was like, hey, anytime you want to hang out, let us know. So I came back out, and I, they introduced me to some other people. Now, in this experience, did he sit and watch? Did he go in the room, first of all? No, they were already in the room okay. having fun. They were doing their own. They were putting on a show. Okay. And then it was more like he was like, tapping me in type deal. He okay. was like, tag, you're it. I'm not really that type of person where I really don't know you. Mm-hmm. But at that time I was like, Hey, I got to get some type of reputation up in here or it's not going to work. That that does. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, messed around, had a good time. We went back out, we sat down, we talked, we chilled, they introduced me to other couples. And it got to the point where I meet couples, I hang out with them, We have a great time, but it's almost like we're on the level of friends. Mm -hmm. I knew your kids, you know, my my kids, the club thing doesn't really work for us because they all say, well, if we're going to do anything, it's going to be away from the club. It's going to be an intimate thing. And I understand why a lot of couples tell me that I want to mess with you because you're single, but I can't because we don't want other single guys to think that we mess with single guys. Right. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that I have that respect from all the couples Mm -hmm. where I do have an opportunity. I mean, I had fun before where I was the only single guy in the room uh, with a bunch of couples and they were literally not letting no other single guy in there. It was like, yeah, he might be single, but that's Mr. Nice Guy. So... (laughs) It's different, you know? He's like, he's different. So I'm like, whatever. Now I've been back in the game since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. This is the world I want to be in. This is the world I'll probably stay in. This is the world I'll probably get buried in. And All, all my <laughs> swinger friends will... Be out there, and I hope they get it on. <laughs> oh, wow. You got to write that in. Yeah, know? I got to write that in, like, have fun. Well, I'm going to have to have two separate ones, obviously. Oh. I got to have a vanilla one and oh, a regular one. Oh, well. um, no one, and, you know, a lot of people in my family, of course, in my family, they don't know what I do. They just know I disappear for x amount of hours on a saturday Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it's it's clever things you have to come up with to i hate it so much right i Mm -hmm. hate Um, that part of this yeah so so why can't i just be
1: fucking honest you know i am the happiest i am when i'm doing this shit (laughs) right but i have to go no i just did nothing saturday
2: yeah so like prime (laughs) example halloween uh weekend i was at a halloween party and i was like oh i gotta go and they were like where are you going i was like well i committed to another halloween party and they were like where i was like ah somewhere downtown you know, and um, they were like, "Well, what part?" And I was like, "Ah, man, it's like over in the warehouse district." And then I had to go through a whole look. I have some friends of mine; yeah. they're throwing a party. It's a it's a, a benefit for kids, this that and the other. I was like, "It's three hundred dollars a ticket to get up in there because yep. it's all night." And they were like, "Sorry, you can't go." Yeah, well, well, you don't want to go to that. A, yeah, <laughs> so once you give a high dollar amount price, yep. it'd normally go. Oh well enjoy yourself, you know, have fun. have fun. (laughs) fun. Yeah. Pray that your phone doesn't ring and your children, you have to be on your toes and things like that. But, um, it's funny and it's, I think it's great because I get to come up with all these elaborate stories (laughs) of where I'm at. But other than that, I wish I can honestly be honest, but I know the judgment.
1: I was going to say, what do you
2: think the reaction would be? So I have a lot of Bible thumpers in my family, a ton, people well over their 70s. So they're setting their way. I've always dated outside my race. I've dated my race as well, but I also dated outside my race. And they would wig out on the regular of the type of women I would bring home. I'm like, I think I was 16. It was Thanksgiving. Came home with an Asian girl. And they were like, well, first of all, where'd you find her at? (laughs) I'd like to know too, just for my own personal, knowledge. <laughs> at the time, at the time, uh, she was a foreign exchange student, full-blooded Italians, Greeks. I mean, it doesn't matter. I've dated all. And I think by me doing that and, and being exposed to so many different cultures, I think that's why I can blend well with a, a lot of people. And then being in the military, you meet so many people from so many different walks of life. I mean... You never know that the person you're standing next to was probably poorer than you were. You know what I'm saying? And and you don't know that mm-hmm. unless, until they talk to you about it. So mm-hmm. I think through all my experiences, it helps me realize that we're pretty much all the same. Yep. We are. We're pretty much all the same. We just, they got to figure it out. I do believe if the whole world was swinging, we'll have world peace. <laughs> I, I honestly believe yeah. that. I've, don't believe there'd be any conflicts going yes. on right now. Um, it'd be a little strange. That, it would uh, be interesting. <laughs> the the voting polls will be a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in here with me. It's cool.
1: We're in secret ballots.
2: Yeah. But uh other than that, I just think I I live a great life. I had a second chance on life, and I'm gonna live my life the way I want to. And I just knew I was around the right people, mm-hmm. and I love it. If you were to
1: take a brand new single guy under your wing and explain to him, hey, don't do what all these other assholes
2: do, here are my three best pieces of advice, what would you say? Uh, first things first, dress to impress. I don't care if it's in the vanilla world or the regular world. A woman is definitely looking at your shoe game. And <laughs> if your shoes ain't right, they ain't even talking to you. So they work their way up. <laughs> Second thing is be yourself. You got to be yourself. This is not a world of lies. Everyone is on the same page. Yep. You don't have to impress anyone or anything like that. No one cares about you, how much money you got or what car you're driving or anything like that. So throw all those club ideas. Mm-hmm. By, you're not buying drinks because we bring our yep. own drinks. So, yep. you, you know, leave all that at the door and be open to see things that you're not going to see on the regular. The other thing is you got to have respect. You have to know that you got to get the mad respect from that husband because It's almost like this. You're asking to borrow his Ferrari and you got to bring it back without a scratch on it and a full tank of gas. Mm -hmm. That's how you pretty much have to treat that individual. Some guys are in the room. You got to be able to understand that you're being watched or you might meet someone y'all can go off by yourselves because everyone's on the same page and everybody knows how it's going to turn out. At the end of the day, it's really, 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 truly 100% respect. Don't go anywhere. You're not invited. It's very, very easy. You have to understand that it's not a free for all. You know, if you want that, you need to get online and and call that that number and, yep. and pray that she's not fake and uh, <laughs> You go meet her at a hotel, but you know I was like in in this environment. It's all about vibes. It's all about how you carry yourself. It may happen that night. It may not happen that night. You just can't have any expectations. I've learned that. I don't leave the space like, oh my God, I spent $125. I didn't get any, you know, it's, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. I I went in there and I said, man, I had an amazing time with all my friends, people who know me, people who love me. I love them. And we had a great time and a great experience. And I saw some things that I didn't have to go see on a computer screen. It was right there. Yep. What are three things you wouldn't let them do. I definitely would not let them run up on them oh, oh, when their husband's not around. You know, there's no, I would say, look, there's no bathroom jockeys. Okay. That woman has to go to the bathroom. Leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Don't walk in arrogant, thinking that you're God's gift. Because guess what? You're not. Every guy has a penis, <laughs> right? Well, like, and you yeah. came there with yeah. a husband, yeah. so yeah. Like, like you're not. You're not. You're not stealing anyone's wife or girlfriend. <laughs> Believe me, it's not happening. They wouldn't be there mm. if either one of them had trust issues, or at least they shouldn't be. But yeah. <laughs> that's another story for another uh, time yes. <laughs> i'll tell you one bad experience i had i was with a couple the guy previously came the following week and he had all kind of fun well it was the wife's turn to have fun he was like we're gonna go in the room you're gonna go first and then a couple of other single guys they had picked were supposed to come behind me and mm-hmm. i was like all right cool whatever so we we're in there we're messing around we were getting it in well even though it was a younger guy Um, and he was quite fit. He couldn't get it up. And we were messing around and the girl kept saying, well, how old are you? Oh my God. Like what? You're great. And like the dude got mad and stormed out. And I was like, I looked at her and I stopped and I bagged up and she was like, no, come on, keep going. I was like, yeah, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Um, I need to go. And she was like, well, give me your phone number. And I'm like, oh no, that's really not (laughs) happening. And I, and I, I walked out the room and the guy was like, well, what's up? I was like, man, the dude left, don't even go in there. It's going to turn out bad. Right? Mm-hmm. there, There's something going on more than what y'all are thinking. And they're like, man, forget that. I'm like, well, you can do what you want to yes. do, you. but I'm going to go in here, and, and when I'll be a witness. <laughs> I, I swear to God, when it goes down, I, I will be a witness. And I don't think I've ever seen them again after that. Yeah, you um, usually don't after those, but... <laughs> I tell people all the time, like, you really have to have trust. You have to really trust people in this world. Because if you're with someone's wife, nine times out of ten, the husband is behind you. You know, anything can go wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, at that given moment. I trust this guy behind me not to do anything to me. Right. Can you trust an individual? Can you get to know an individual? Can you trust them? And then afterwards, can you still remain in constant contact with that individual? I don't think I had a bad experience as of yet. Um, I was, or I, I can, I can say this. Couples are so honest with me, they would tell me. Now, they might not tell the average single guy. They're just not going to deal with them anymore. But I I do believe, I think I'm on that level where they'll be like, hey, you know, you were with such and such, and, you know, they didn't like it. Now, I've had couples go... You were with them? And I'll go, why? They'll tell me why. Well, it's different. I'm single. Y'all are a couple. Of course, all four of y'all have to be able to vibe for it to work. If
1: you were to run into somebody who's like, I hear the swinging thing's cool, but I I bet you none of that really happens.
2: No, it's not what you think. Because that's the first thing they think. They automatically think eyes wide shut. Yep. And I'm like, you need to get that out your head. It doesn't, it doesn't roll like that. Treat it like Planet Fitness because everyone's there. All walks of life, all shapes Mm -hmm. and sizes. No one's, there's not 15 people in there with six packs swinging swings and skittles and and glitter and everything's flying all over the place. I said, it's literally, you walk in, you're in a bar scene and there's just rooms in the back. And it's just people hanging out if things transpire they go back to the back and they do they do whatever they do and then they come back. You have to be able to move around in those crowds because you might see a couple who are nice and sweet at the club and then you can go to a house party and you'll be like, I don't know these people. I've never seen this lady before in my life or this husband because they are wilding out like so you have to, you know, you have to be able to distinguish between the two. Me personally, I would tell a single guy to go to, if you can get into a club, do that first. Learn, learn, ask pra- questions. Practice
1: talking to couples. Yes.
2: Find you a couple, walk up to them, introduce yourself and be like, explain to me. This is the only place you'll be in where you'll get so much advice on what not to do (laughs) (laughs) and what you should do in your situations. It's hard for you as a single guy because they're not you. So you can only base it off your experiences. Anytime I walk up to you guys. Who was the first person I yeah, talked to? Absolutely,
1: mm-hmm. we actually <laughs> mentioned that last week. <laughs> it's the second you walk up. It's always hi to me first, and then and then we, I'll, you I'll and I'll I chit chat we'll, for a little bit. I want to say, then, well, oh, where's the but, little lady? Yep. Then but I'll, at this
0: point, if you were to talk to me first, at this point in our relationship, it would be okay. You <laughs> just, you, just it, saying,
2: it, I understand that, but I I think I would never. Still to this day, I would never do that. It's yeah. it's, it's the whole thing of it's y'all's world. It, it will always be G first, yeah. you second. I mean. It's we a can respect be, thing, yeah. and that's great. It could be I 20 years that. from now and it will probably still be the same way. <laughs> we'll be in rocking chairs though, but I'd be like rolling up on my scooter like, "Hey, hey. hey I can't wait know. till they add a ramp." <laughs> I <can do>
0: that. <laughs> It'll be for us. <laughs> so when we pay for the ramp to be put in, does our name get stamped on the side because we were like the donors of the ramp?
1: Humpty Quickie Ramp? Just <laughs> Just little feet all the way up for...
0: You know how when you are a member somewhere for so long, you get like a plaque or something, we'll get the ramp. Instead of like handprints in the concrete, it's like our butt prints or something. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Or just, you know what? Hands and knees, hands and knees. Ooh, I like
1: it. (laughs) But feet on a ramp, probably not a good idea. (laughs) Probably
0: not a good idea.
1: (laughs) So... First time he experiences a lifestyle is as a late teen with his late 20s girlfriend. Yeah. Taking him to a surprise house party with no warning whatsoever.
0: I'm just trying to like put myself in that situation. And there is no way I would have been nearly as calm as he was. I'm thinking of me at 18 years old. I'm probably the most jealous girlfriend possible. And if you were to walk me into a party and just some random person comes up to my partner and starts making out with him.
1: Without a word. (laughs) Oh my God. no
0: word, no explanation. And then you take me off to the side and you start talking to me, having a conversation with me about the porn we watched several days ago, where I'm not putting together the porn we just watched and the party we're at. Right.
1: (laughs) I I really think there needs to be some kind of buildup. Now, me, on the other hand, having grown up watching all the house party type porn, I would have been like, finally found it.
0: (laughs) This is it. Wait, are there cameras?
1: (laughs) I've also noticed a lot more young people showing up in the club. The other night while we were there, I saw two that were, I think their profile says 22 and 23. Yeah. But they didn't look a day over 17. (laughs) Yeah. And it's getting younger and younger.
0: Well, and I and, think that's just culture right now. Yeah. There's that, everybody's very open about their sexuality and that's going to be the way of the world as we move forward. And you know, everybody's just going to have a different, unique perspective and relationships are probably going to change and not just in the monogamous fashion, but in their approach.
1: Maybe it's just my algorithm, but I really can't go more than two videos on TikTok without somebody talking about swinging, so.
0: <laughs> I think it's your algorithm, yeah, maybe, but. but- <laughs>
1: People are like, what do you mean? All mine are cats.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm like, I I got home improvements and like organizational skills. (laughs) Every once in a while, there's a swinger that comes up. But what would you say with your history, you kind of started in the lifestyle as college relationship having lots of fun and we're gonna bring girls into this and what male is not gonna be like yeah no you can't have another girl and
1: wait you want me to have sex with another girl in front of you
0: so for you it wasn't really really like a lifestyle for you it was just a oh yeah I I found the girl in my dreams right (laughs) and um and then it turned into, as you began to have a more serious relationship with her, you sought out these other women out in the world when you're not in college, which kind of changed how you go about finding a woman when you're not in college <laughs> versus when you're an adult. You I'm mean sure that in changed. the lifestyle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like a woman to add, a third woman, I should mm-hmm. say.
1: We actually had better luck on AOL Instant Messenger finding people outside of college than we did in college. Really? Yeah, I was surprised. We had really good luck freshman year in the dorms. Yeah. But then when we moved to an off campus apartment. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. If you if you're not going to college parties and whatnot then Okay. That but, makes sense. That's awesome. What was funny, though, I I will say when we started dating and she was very into the girls, I was very protective. I was like, don't even look at another guy because I'm not risking losing this. Right. When she actually had that experience at the rafting camping trip Mm -hmm. that I didn't go on and came back and told me she was anticipating because I had been very protective for the last year that I was going to be like, well, we're done but I discovered we were not done, and we were just getting just, started.
0: Just getting started. <laughs> At what point in your relationship did you figure out that this was a lifestyle, that this was a thing?
1: We graduated from college, continued looking for people on AOL Instant Messenger. Mm-hmm. And a couple said, have you ever been to the club? We were like, uh, the the club?
0: So you were pretty young, though. So. That's if you yeah, graduated was, college, you're.
1: I was 23, 24.
0: So, what I'm saying is, we look at these people yeah. at the club that are so young. However, I
1: was 20, you okay? were yeah. one of the
0: young ones but when and, you got started. But when
1: we walked in, we were, it was like one of the, the record skipped. And yeah. We we're like, whoa. And hordes of people flocked towards us. And it was, <laughs> like, look at
0: these Look at the young people. Young people here.
1: She wasn't one to say no. So,
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know if I'd say, oh there.
0: <laughs> you came across the lifestyle in this kind of very organic way in Mm -hmm. that your relationship was already there, was already open and then you were just finding the ways in which to continue what worked for your relationship. However, if you have somebody coming from a vanilla perspective into like in Wayne's case here he's a monogamous person dating somebody who is not and she wants to introduce this kind of unique lifestyle to him and we've had the people who have the full on discussion and say yeah let's do this and they come to the agreement and they try but now you have Wayne here who has a situation where she didn't say anything she just brings him into this party at first I was like that is not an optimal way to introduce somebody to the lifestyle however I'm thinking about it and I'm like for a female to introduce a male to the lifestyle I think you almost have to prove it in a way you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because you don't want that initial reaction from a vanilla type male to be like no you you are you are setting me up. Yep. This is. I know the answer yeah. to this
1: question. There is no fucking way I want to be with another woman. I right. just want you.
0: Right. You are tricking me, and this is not good. And so I don't. know I mean, I don't know what the most optimal way to introduce somebody to the lifestyle is when you have one person who's living that lifestyle mm-hmm. and now wanting to bring in their partner into it. Versus, you know, you have a monogamous couple who both agree. Oh yeah, this sounds like fun. Let's do this together. Or in your case, you have just the progression of things mm-hmm. lead to that I don't. i don't know what the I, optimal way is to to that, do that
1: again that goes back to everybody's story is completely different What might work for some doesn't work for others. And what's going to be the thing that flips that switch for each person? Even for him, who now is all in on the lifestyle.
0: That didn't, At at that point, he's like, "Uh, no, "No, I can't do this, and I'm out. Yeah. And even after he did, he felt too guilty to seek it out again.
1: (laughs) Then he goes off to Thailand and (laughs) finds his $40 threesome, which, (laughs) count me in, Just sand, at least once.
0: I mean, you're going to fly all the way to Thailand for a threesome you can have yeah, there's here no for essentially way I'm going for to Thailand.
1: free. No, yeah.
0: For four, because it sounds like a good deal. Uh, on, 40 bucks sounds like a good deal, <laughs> but like plane tickets and all that.
1: We do have a handful of listeners in Thailand.
0: Maybe we'll go to Thailand. <laughs> I actually someday. really
1: think that a lot of our listeners, because we're charting in over 50 countries right now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of our listeners are military people just scattered oh. all over the world. Could be. Do you just like hearing stories? And this I don't know. That's what
0: I'm missing out on I, I, the U.S. I, I'm
1: assuming it is because I can't see how this is charting in all those countries. And
0: more people speak English than you know. I don't know. I mean,
1: our accent must be fantastic.
0: Hey, bedroom sounds translate to all languages.
1: You sure as fuck do. <laughs> <laughs> But he goes through all that, comes back, gets married, and has to hide his true sexual desires.
0: But at that point, I don't know that he knows his true sexual desires. I think it took some time to realize being in a monogamous relationship forced him to hide some desires. Mm -hmm. What I found fascinating was it took being on his deathbed, essentially, to say, fuck this shit, I'm going to be me.
1: I wish I could be a fly on the wall in that conversation. Uh Hey, sweetie, if I don't make it through, I just want you to know i went to a swinger party when i was 18 and i really like the idea of banging other chicks and
0: And, well it was funny too because he said she was very accepting and i was thinking well yeah sure if you're on your deathbed i'm i'm gonna be accepting of anything you say because i'm just gonna be like it's okay honey i understand you just want to be you and that's okay but you know then he comes out of it and it's like oh we can't this isn't working yeah this isn't
1: going anywhere (laughs) anymore sorry
0: Clearly, I'm not fulfilling all your needs. What if I'm on my deathbed and I just start confessing a whole bunch of shit to I'm, you? I'm trying to
1: think of what on earth you could possibly confess that I, I don't go, know. wait a minute.
0: Forever, I want it. Every hole filled and I don't even know, I don't even know what I could possibly. <laughs> like, There's not like, even bitch, a gross what, enough or What do you mean you didn't enough. tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be more mad than anything.
1: I am. Like, well, we'll, we'll make
0: it happen now. Like, I was going to say, before we'll you make go back wish there. foundation <laughs> for swingers.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, I love this. <laughs> I I will fund (laughs) that effort.
0: Fulfill deathbed wishes for swingers or people who always wanted to be a swinger at least.
1: 100%. (laughs) I will fund that (laughs) movement. (laughs) So then he goes on to start sharing some tips. One of the biggest things he hits on over and over again is respect.
0: Yes. From the moment we met him, he was very respectful as a single guy, Mm -hmm. not only... Still
1: is by far one of the most respectful that we've hung out with.
0: Yes, he's always been one of the most respectful single guys that we hang around and talk to at the club. Wayne mentions how he frequently thinks of if that were his mother or his sister, he treats the women as he would want his own mother or his own sister to be treated. And I think that perspective sets him apart from... All of the other single guys, because all the other single guys are treating these women like somebody they're about to fuck. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that tends to lead to a lot of disrespect in multiple situations. That's what sets Wayne apart from all of the other single guys. Basic human Decency, being respectful, knowing your place as a single guy. There's definitely a place and time to kind of be a horn dog, and there's a place and time to be a respectful gentleman.
1: How much of that do you think is okay? I just paid $150 to be here. I'm picking up on the fact that not a lot of people here are that interested in single guys. I now have open the door to speak to somebody. I'm going to shoot my shot as hard as I can and let them know, hey, I'm looking to fuck. Let's, if you want to fuck, if you're here to fuck, I'm here. And if they walk up to every single person, hey, I'm here to fuck if you're interested in fucking just in hopes that, yes, that's the type of person I'm looking for and I do want to fuck. Let's go.
0: What I find interesting about Wayne, though, is that he is well, he's not coming off like a horn dog and he's not like trying to shoot a shot with every single person who walks in the door. He's building those friendships and the trust and Like he said, he's had people say, we'd love to play with you, only we can't play with you in the club environment because we risk other single guys seeing that and thinking that we're open to any and all single guys when that's not the case. It's being open to the Right. Single guy. He's stretching out that ability to be available, not on club time. So people could reach out to him at any time. Whereas if we just kind of want to grab a single guy, we go to the club on a random night where there's going to be single guys. And sure enough, we can easily find one. Mm -hmm. But... If you're a single guy and you open up that possibility of befriending a couple and being able to be there whenever trustable, then you've extended that money you've put in
1: to your membership. You get that foot in the door. Yeah. You approach them, let them know that you exist, Mm -hmm. and then go, all right, cool, great talking to you. And move on. And you you become that I've approached you, I've made it clear that I'm aware that you're here and you're aware that I'm here. And I'll go ahead and I'll say hi to you each time I see you. And then when they're like, you know, tonight's a night that we want to do, I could. Totally. Yeah, it's, it's a good move.
0: Yeah. I think it's the best move. I agree. Biggest bang for your buck kind of move.
1: We have the benefit of the sex apartment where we can walk out of the house in normal attire. Yes. Come to the sex apartment. Change. And change. Mm-hmm. And then go to a party. Yeah. While others tend to have to walk out of the house dressed a little bit sexier. Yeah. And have to explain to kids, babysitter, parents that might be watching the kids. Yeah. Where you're going. <laughs> looking and like why that. are you dressed like that <laughs> yeah
0: we did have a situation where i had to change in the car
1: we just had that situation
0: i know <laughs> I'm, I'm saying and with that one i would say that i am very happy that we have a place where we can stop and change and
1: but even before that situation every time that we would get home when my daughter would be home It's like, well, it's three o'clock in the morning. I hope she's asleep and not hanging out downstairs. And and we roll the dice and we're like, okay, well, let's go in and hope she's not standing there and let's let's see if we have to have a conversation of, well, you're in a different outfit than you were in when when you left here. But that also leads to the stories that we have to tell
0: Yes, on
1: where we're going because the answer can't be to the sex club. And, oh, we're going out with so-and-so. Where'd you meet them? Uh, They're friends with these other people. Oh, okay. Where would you meet? Why are you suddenly at? If I asked you where you're going... (laughs) You're giving me a little shit up there.
0: Yeah, but you're allowed to know that. You're the parent.
1: But then, but you can't come off as, why are you asking me that? Because then it's like, wait, this is weird. Answering defensively only will lead to more questions. I understand. But then again, that's why we kind of don't go out for the most part when your kids are there. Because we don't want to have to walk in with a babysitter sitting there. Yeah. Or what happened to us on the Halloween party where the babysitter called and like, hey, I want to go home. I I need you to come back now. And we're like, fuck, we don't want to leave right now. And you can't go, well, no, you're not leaving the house. You have to pull the plug. And it's a lot easier when you don't have to deal with the babysitter.
0: It's a tough call because a divorce is a nice built-in way to have a babysitter without having to have a babysitter with our child agreement set up. And that's a fringe benefit that you don't necessarily think of as a benefit right off the bat. Because sure, I want my kids around all the time. But it does make it so nice. We can plan a night at the club when the kids are not going to be around. We can drag ourselves in the door at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning and not worry about answering questions or waking up a babysitter. Or,
1: <laughs> or having to wake up early the next morning when the kid who when, went to bed early. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> when the kids are uh, rolling up in your room at 6 a.m., ready to start their day. And I think we're fortunate to have that, but not everybody has that. And I know we've come across babysitter issues ourselves. However, we've run into plenty of times where babysitter didn't show, babysitter called off and, you know, they have a fun night planned ahead of them. And unfortunately they have to I think
1: babysitter canceling is the biggest, I don't want to say excuse, but biggest uh, downfall.
0: Yeah. Or fall through or whatever. Yeah.
1: Emergency, if you will. Yeah. plan canceler.
0: I feel for those people in those situations because I know for me, it takes a lot just to want to get ready and leave the house. And if you're ready to go and you're thinking you're leaving the house and going out for a great night and then babysitter's Pick up that phone like, there's that text I'm message. not feeling well and I can't oh, come. Yeah. <laughs> Kids and following through with a swinger lifestyle. or Which is funny not-
1: because <laughs> now we're also starting to see older couples show up as well. Not just the younger couples, but now older couples are starting to show up that my kid just finally left. I am free. Yeah, empty
0: nesters. And yeah. now
1: it's time to experience my life.
0: Yeah, now we're, it's going to be about me and my husband or me and my wife. And we're doing what we want to do and we're having fun. I love those people though.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> They're always so much fun. One of the other things that he brought up, which I had really never thought of, Mm -hmm. was that nobody there gives a shit what kind of car you drive, how much money you make. It's not important like it is when you're going to a bar and trying to pick up a single female and trying to build a relationship and going, hey, look, I can take care of you because nobody needs somebody to take care of you unless it's with your tongue, cock or hands or (laughs) you name it. So just the idea of having to be respectful and having to present you as a person Mm -hmm. and none of the other shit matters. Yeah. You just have to crack that barrier with you.
0: I've never really thought of it that way either. But I think as soon as you enter those doors, there's not anything you have to lie about. You know what I mean? You're like you're saying nobody's there to impress someone to the extent of I want to bring you into my life and date you and do all those things. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm walking in the door with you. So I'm just there to have a good time. I'm not looking for anybody right the only people i want to impress are maybe a potential couple but impressing them in what way i mean i don't really impress them in a i have things yeah <laughs> i have and, fancy and things or something in way i just
1: honestly i think it would have the opposite my, effect i think yeah, it would be the really okay would be off thanks by for yeah, yeah. wow well, oh, that's great
0: no personality wonderful that's mm. everything we like
1: Glad you have a fast car. What else you got? Oh, just okay. Although
0: there have been those people who, you know, if they maybe are enthusiasts of things like expensive things or something, and they spend a lot of time talking about that, it could rub you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've had that. That's what I'm saying. I've, 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 we've been in situations where people have talked a little too much about something and it wasn't necessarily my fancy things but it was just something that was like oh you're trying to show me some sort of status and i could care less
1: but then again, it could just be, hey, I'm trying to find a connection
0: Yeah, yeah. where,
1: oh, I work out, oh, I'm a car guy, oh, I like sports, I, yeah. it's just here are my different things that I do, let's see if any of these garner a uh, response of, oh, me too, and we have this common and ground that we, that we can yeah. build a discussion. Yeah. So it's, it's a fine line.
0: But I think if you're a self-aware person, you kind of know when you're being braggy mm-hmm. versus just looking for that common ground with somebody.
1: You would think they would.
0: I mean, I am frequently surprised with just human nature in general, (laughs) that uh, people seem to push boundaries where I'm like, really?
1: (laughs) And a boundary that gets pushed is a single guy trying to take an opportunity to walk up to a woman when the husband goes away to get a drink, goes to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, if I get my in here, then... The, he'll come back and she'll be like, look who I met. I really want to fuck them. Let's go. And it's
0: Whoa, when did this quite happen? the fucking yeah. opposite.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm fine with guys coming up and talking to you. Mm-hmm. There have been times where we have been talking to a single guy and I notice that he's uncomfortable and having a hard time
0: connecting, kind of getting his foot there. in the door. Yeah. So
1: I'll be like, hey, I'm, I'll be right back. Mm Because I know you're safe. Yeah, There's no point that I feel.
0: But that's leaving when the situation has already started. So here you have a single guy who's talking, who's trying to make that connection with me. But they're feeling a little like, "Uh, I don't know how to do this with her husband standing right behind Mm -hmm. her. And you leave the situation knowing that you're opening up that possibility for us to make a connection versus me walking away to go to the bathroom. And here Wayne calls it a bathroom jockey. Mm -hmm. And it's true. They exist. They are there. And it has happened to me where somebody will pull me as I'm walking to the bathroom and they see they're just jumping at the opportunity to get to me without you nearby. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that move is not only completely disrespectful, but It makes for such an awkward situation for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. Because for me, okay, somebody pulls me, they kiss me, they talk to me, whatever. I have to now go back to you. I have to explain the situation. And let's say I liked them. Let's say I want to go take them back to a room. But I go back to you and I say, hey, so-and-so found me in the hallway and we just had a great conversation and we're got a connection going, let's go to a room. You're feeling real weird. How are you going to take that? Right. And now that single guy has to respond to that as well, where now you bring the husband in after the wife and him have made a connection. And you've got the one eyebrow raised, like, why couldn't you Mm -hmm. come make this connection when I was around? What's going on? It's just. Just avoid it. It's it's such a silly, we're there to meet people and likely a single guy. Why can't you just meet us together? And I'm not one that has these ridiculous standards where Wayne is very respectful and he, he does say that it's very important to him to make sure he speaks to the husband before he speaks to the wife. I did mention to him that we are of a relationship now that if he were to speak to me first, it would not be looked at as a disrespectful move and we wouldn't judge him for that.
1: Honestly, I don't even mind if they speak to you first if I'm there. Right. I'm t- honestly, I don't even mind if they speak to you and I'm not there. It doesn't bother me. I'm not concerned. Right. And I know, A, you can hold your own and B, nothing bad's going to happen to you. But honestly, I think it's better for the single guy's case if he gets in with the husband and the husband's there going, yeah, sweetie. Yeah, sweetie. How about this guy? This guy be good. You should yeah. fuck this guy. It's much better than the husband walking in going i'm not good with this guy right and then he's working hard to get the girl and she's finally like well i guess and the husband's like i'm still a no and now you're no mr husband really i'm good guy i just (laughs) no it's i agree i think two working to convince the girl is a lot better than one (laughs) (laughs) he shared his bad story where he was in a room with the couple the husband was having a hard time getting it up and he got up and stormed off yes this reminded me of an event that i was at in a previous relationship where the girls hit it off really well we ended up back in the couple's room the girls were making out going down on each other touching each other i would just sit back watching because i could tell that this was a okay the girls are having a connection and if they call us in great the other guy was on the bed trying to work his way in His wife was just kind (laughs) of nudging him off to the side each time he came in. And finally, he just jumped off off the bed, like threw his hands in the air, took her purse, dumped it out, grabbed the keys and stormed out of the room.
0: Oh, no.
1: I had just met these people. I'm sitting there talking to somebody else while we're watching this. They keep going. I assume that she noticed this flourish of jumping up, dumping out of a purse and stomping off huffing. Yeah. And was like, fuck you, whatever. I'm going to keep doing my thing. 20 minutes rolls by, this guy still isn't back. They kind of wrap up, and she sits up and turns to where she thought he was. Oh, no. And goes, wait, where's my husband? I'm like, he dumped your purse out and took the keys and left about 20 minutes ago. What? And she jumps up completely naked, leaving her purse behind, running out the door, and goes (laughs) looking all over the place for him. Apparently, he expected to be a bigger part of things. And when they had talked about doing things, he was always going to be a part of it. And they had other issues and other moments, but I'll save those stories for a different time. But I'm with him completely. I, I'm not getting involved. I'm not going to sit there and try to diffuse the situation between another couple because, A, it's going to sound like I'm taking one side or the other. And now suddenly that other person is like, okay, well, I don't like you anymore. Right. You guys deal with your shit. We're, we'll be here. If, if you can diffuse this, great. And if not, well, probably don't. Don't diffuse it tonight and we'll, let's restart. Your fight was awesome. Let's do it. Let's, let's try again. again. Yeah.
0: In the club setting, when we walk into the party kind of near the beginning of the party and are able to stay into the later hours, we frequently, as people watchers, <laughs> we frequently are able to get a vibe on different couples as they walk through the door. And some couples will. Immediately give off the vibe of insecurity. Oh, yeah. There are times when, if we get that vibe, we just kind of steer clear. But you do enjoy watching the night unfold for those couples because, you know, who doesn't love watching the train wreck, right? It's sad that that's an issue. You know, you would hope that everybody who walks through those doors are completely secure in their relationship and can either communicate to their partner what needs to happen or in a time when you're in the play session, that couple can navigate it properly. In Wayne's case, I feel like there was a couple things going on there when he said the guy had had him his chance the week before and now they're trying to even the playing field by her getting hers the next week was kind of my first like and then okay so maybe that's how some people do it fine he talks about how the young man in the relationship couldn't get hard and then got really frustrated and left and right there i just was like what an opportunity that wife had to really support her husband and either if he's not going to get hard and that's a necessity for them to play then she needs to tap out Mm -hmm. she needs to be able to kind of be the bigger person and say okay i understand you had yours last week and this is not looking like i'm getting mine this week and that's fine with me and we'll figure it out from here it's not fair to put that kind of pressure on one person. Now, without knowing their relationship, without knowing all of the details that went into that, it's hard to say exactly what went down. There was lots of places where that could have been rectified without having it to go to that place. If you had a whole line of guys behind you, and I knew that ahead of me was going to be this fantastic night, and you're trying really hard, you want to be that first guy. You have In your mind, you have to be that first guy because otherwise the rest of the guys don't matter. Because if you you're not that first guy. Something in your brain is just going to click over. But you get in there and now you can't get it hard. Now you can't fuck me. And you're pissed off. And instead of trying to hang around, trying to figure out some sort of compromise, you go storming out of the room because you don't think that I'm capable of trying to get you there. I can understand the frustration if you think you're not going to get there, but to bail on your wife to mm-hmm. storm out of the room and your wife do nothing about it and want to still be like, well, psh he's out next you See, know i'd
1: I look at it the other way going i'm just pissed that really asshole you you lined up six motherfuckers to fuck me and you're gonna run away and leave me here with six guys that have been told i mean line I up you're coming that, in here one by one
0: she didn't stop him from leaving either mm. at that point you have six guys waiting to fuck you so my husband Storms out of the room, and I'm like, okay, fine, next. In my opinion, she should have been like, absolutely not. I cannot go forward with this. Getting my clothes on. Sorry, guys. Gotta go. I know for us, if that was our relationship, it wouldn't go down that way. We're just not a tit for tat type of couple. We're just not, not, it's not a you get yours, I get mine. It's a we're in this together, we're enjoying it together. And if it's less enjoyable for one of us, then oh well, chalk it up to an experience and move on. I agree. We talk about these single guys who approach girls in the hallways, the bathroom jackies, as Wayne calls them. When we think about what we're doing in a swinger setting, there's so much trust involved. Mm -hmm. So you start off a situation with that kind of dishonesty where they've grabbed a woman in the hallway and they take them into a room or they get you and y'all go in a room or whatever. You're already starting off on a bad foot, right? And to think of all of the things that we have to just automatically trust in a situation before anything even goes down. And Wayne says something that never occurred to me, but was like mind blowing when he said it. I have to trust that husband so much because because 90% of the time I'm in that room, my back is to the husband. And I was like, holy shit, so true.
1: And it's not just for single guys. Right, it's It's
0: any any situation really. Now
1: me being a stall guy, because I hate the idea of, Pulling my dick out in a room and being in a precarious position with my back to the room. Yeah. So I go in a place where I can close the door behind me. Now the thought of, well, shit, now I'm in this situation. That's kind of why I'm more of a door closed than a chain up kind of guy. Yeah. And, but at the same time, now we're in the room and what if at some point that husband's like, no, I don't like this. And this, I mean, there's some drinks involved and Mm -hmm. you kind of have to have that trust built in.
0: Absolutely. When we walk into a room, so much trust is just already assumed, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're both here. We're both walking into a room. We've both already asked, do you want to do this? And we're moving forward with being intimate with other people's partners. And we're just assuming they're on a page in their relationship where this is okay. Right. We're just assuming that trust is something unspoken. You just you just trust that that's there. Besides the emotional part of that, you have the, I'm assuming you're going to disclose to me if you have a sexually transmitted infection. I'm assuming that you're going to disclose any other pertinent physical attributes or whatever else that I might need to know that is going to happen in Mm -hmm. this evening. I'm also trusting that if I say no, you're going to stop. I'm also trusting that this is a situation that if anybody is uncomfortable, they're going to stop, that they're not going to push through a situation that they don't want to be in just to appease people. There's Just all of these unspoken things that we just automatically trust. And here, now this added to my list. I was like, holy shit, these poor single guys. But I mean, I guess it is everybody. I'm not even thinking about somebody being behind me. But again, just a checklist of trust items that we just do with very little thought involved. Mm -hmm. Blew my mind that that is something that went through his mind.
1: I'm surprised it hasn't gone through my mind and (laughs) hoping it doesn't start.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Wait, way to go, Wayne. Now Man, you got thanks. myself paranoid. <laughs> I do have a confession. Wayne joked that he was going to tell all of the single guys that the club is like the movie Eyes Wide Shut.
1: Which is really fucking hot. And You're, you're looking at me with a blank stare.
0: I've never seen that movie.
1: <laughs> I think I only saw it once. <laughs> And it was just so ridiculous that I was like, "Okay, this this doesn't happen."
0: I don't even know what it's about. It, what what happens in the movie? Now you're what calling
1: me it? out because I really don't know. All I know is that
0: <laughs> it's I know Tom it's an Cruise older movie. I remember, into, yeah.
1: You follows somebody into a party that ends up being all the gentlemen have to wear masks, and what? I think everybody wore masks. I don't I don't even fucking remember. We sound like idiots talking about this. Is neither <laughs> one of you haven't seen it? And I saw it when it first came out and was like, "Well, this is stupid." And never watched it again. Okay. but good to know there it was a very large group sex thing where the men were free to do whatever they wanted with all of these women
0: okay so his joke was lost on me unfortunately <laughs> my swinger confession
1: not to mention i'm curious how many of these young guys would go oh yeah eyes wide what now <laughs>
0: Gotta look that up. Wayne fell in love with this lifestyle from the moment he walked through those club doors. Once Mm -hmm. he accepted that one woman was not going to complete him (laughs) all the time. But he says he's going to do this until the day he dies, which made me think, we should have a Swinger Cemetery don't you think i like it i would like to have a swinger cemetery so i can become a swinger ghost and continue to have swinger sex as a a swinger ghost and then our haunting sounds will be sex sounds (laughs) thanks for joining us for a hump day Quickie.
1: we hope this brought you some midweek excitement
0: If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience,
1: please call 844-4Humpday and leave us a message.
0: Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.